0: Welcome to the Consummate Athlete Podcast, where our goal is to help you find health and community through movement. I'm Molly Herford, a writer, coach, and yoga teacher.
1: And I'm Peter Glassford, an endurance coach and kinesiologist. Every week, we're talking to athletes and experts who can help you lead your best active, adventurous life.
0: Whether you're a gravel racer, a marathon runner, or you just got out on your first bike ride yesterday, we're here cheering you on.
1: You can also visit us online at consummateathlete.com for coaching information and training tips, nutrition advice, yoga flows, bike skills, and more.
0: And now, let's get into this week's episode. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Consummate Athlete Podcast, another Friday quick listener question edition. Peter, anything new and exciting with you before we dive right in?
1: No, we're working towards spring and, you know, people are getting excited for these, you know, now we're looking at the timeline, sort of the summer races and you know, sort of building towards those. So there's a bunch of people that sort of do, you know, train in the winter or don't train in the winter and then sort of as spring starts, popping up they start thinking about those summer goals or even fall goals right so that's been Mm -hmm. exciting to see that that group of people coming back out and uh, getting excited
0: and you've had a pretty wide variety of people racing these past couple weeks you've had some some runners some gravel riders some e-racing
1: uh yes yeah the e nationals for canada were just here uh this week and then the worlds were a couple weeks before so lots of e stuff which is new and uh, odd to me but uh, yeah we did we did so we we got a uh, we got a win in the e-nationals which was sweet uh which is lots of kudos for that and then yeah we had a running 50 miler and what Big was the other one oh that. and mid-south mid-south yeah, yeah mid-south
0: yeah, so that's sort of the first I'd say big gravel race of the season. It seemed like all of the top contenders were there in terms of the yeah, the pro field. It was fast. Also, I just want to shout them out for the fact that they really focused on covering the women's race on Instagram that day. Okay. So, almost all of the posts, all of the stories were focusing on the women's race. So, just a just a shout out for mixing things up and really making that a big part of the narrative instead hmm. of just focusing on the top field, like top of the men's field.
1: No, was the Instagram coverage like video? You mean, or or it was just periodic posts over the course of the hundred mile race?
0: Periodic posts, but a lot of stories, and then quite a few posts on the actual hmm. uh, page. So yeah, I thought that was just really neat, okay. very exciting to see. All right, we can check that out. Yeah,
1: so it's exciting to have some races to chat about too. Is also good for sure. Uh, uh, which uh,
0: of course leads into yeah. So today, question. you know, these
1: Friday episodes, we're trying to handle questions from you, the listener. You know, sometimes these are clients as well as listeners. Uh, So we appreciate those. So, you know, you can certainly reach out and leave us an Instagram uh, direct message, a DM. Uh, I believe there's also audio one. So if you wanted to leave an audio one, I believe we can get those downloaded and actually have your voice asking the question. You know, it can be anonymous still, but those those are great, too. We can try that. Uh, Or we can also take the contact page on consummateathlete.com. So if you have a question, we'd love to talk about it. Uh, And you can guide us that way, guide the show in the direction you're thinking and the things you're into. So today, you know, people are getting into races, uh, because races are coming back, also vacations are coming back, and then also we're starting to see colds and flus and different illnesses and injuries uh, beyond COVID, which is is nice in a lot of ways, but also you know frustrating when you're working towards a goal. So this is a more normal question than we've had in in you know through the pandemic. So this is exciting, but also it's a bummer, <laughs> but a common question. You know, disruption to training.
0: Yeah, yeah. My my mom is a teacher in New Jersey, and they just dropped their mask mandate and. I think within 36 hours of the mask mandates dropping in the school, she had like a vicious cold that she then gave to my mm-hmm. my dad and my sister. So you know, n- nothing political on yay or nay on the mask mandates, but definitely just be be aware that cold and flu season could hit you hard.
1: Right. And we sort of go back, it's the, the conversation, you know, this is more on the preventative, I guess, but it, it does get back to the not touching your hands and washing your hands and, and this sort of stuff, which is hard to do. Uh, and there'll probably be a period here where we're all getting used to having that, you know, even just the germs, are And it was quite odd. There hasn't been barely any colds and flus uh, and who knows. So anyhow, The main question here was, you know, I got sick, so we'll deal with that because that was our question. Uh, But I am seeing, again, some of these vacations popping up, you know, the family's finally able to go away uh, or injury would be the other one, right? And, you know, that'll start happening more too as we're outside more and we're racing more and we're doing faster intervals and fatigue builds and we're riding with people. So, you know, this is gonna happen too. But let's start with, you know, you actually got sick because it's a little different depending on what the disruption is. So have you been sick recently? Have I? Yeah.
0: Uh, not sick. I've had dental stuff that's right. like caused me to take yeah. a couple of days off. But I don't know if you'd call that injured or sick. Hard I mean, to
1: say because I- you sort of had like... Not an infection, but some of those were you got antibiotics and yeah, you weren't eating.
0: Yeah. More, I guess, on the the side of being sick, we could say. Yeah. Because I had a few days here recently where I had some dental work done where, yeah, I couldn't really eat a ton for a couple days. And yeah, I'm on antibiotics for a few days. So sure. I guess that's pretty similar to, to being sick. Sure.
1: Right. And, and I mean, so in there's sort of the initial, like you're getting sick. So this could be a cold, a flu, any variety of things. Something's wrong. You know, you're you're coughing, you have runny nose. So we get into this, should I train? And that's sort of why I was asking, you know, your teeth were going haywire. So then you stopped eating as much. And so there's this point, you know, and several points along it where the first time you notice your tooth is hurting or you have the sniffles or you have a sore throat or whatever, stomach's off. Then we sort of have this, you know, these different forks of the path of the illness, the disruption. So the theory would be, you know, that first day if we notice there's something changing can we take it a little easier and that might mean skipping an interval set or doing them a little lighter or doing one or two fewer intervals or shortening a long ride which is very hard to do because you're hoping you're going to win the bet and these are all probabilistic in that you know we don't know the outcome but we're hoping that if we take it a little easier today we won't you know drive our immune system you know make it so that our body doesn't have the resources to fight the thing and maybe the sickness will be less now in your cases who know your because your teeth were just going i don't know if
0: hey 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 that's that's unfair <laughs> well it i had happened. a couple i had a couple issues yeah, yeah. And there, there was sort of no stopping them
1: right so the question is you know could we go get a nap you know maybe have some soup I, I like having my ginger shooters i think we've talked about in the past where i grind up you know the first sign of it i get some ginger and some honey and do i put something else in that
0: I used to do garlic too, but that's <laughs> gross.
1: Yeah, that's intense. Let's just go with the ginger shooters, G- ginger honey shooter. It's a little bit of water. You blend it up in like a magic bullet or if you have a fancy blender, uh, probably a juicer, but I do it just with all the, the pulp and stuff too. And it's a little shot and it should be like, you should you know really get at you. And then you just lay low. Again, you try and not go hard. I think that's the big, you know, sort of neck check is if it's above, you know, your runny nose, you know, Um, What else would we have? Just, you know, maybe a little bit of fogginess sort of thing. That's where we're, you know, just careful. So an easy, easy ride would be okay. But then if we're starting to get sore throat, body aches, you know, I guess anything in your gut, this is below the neck. So this would be probably take that day off. So this is preemptive. We haven't even got to being sick, but then you're sick. Okay. So now once you're in it, you're in it. So I would say then that's when we're sort of focused again, more on the naps, you know, your soups, your liquids, getting your sleep. Uh, if you have to go to the doctor for the illness, then certainly do that. And so we're not training really. Then I, I always say, get outside, see the sun, try and go for a walk. Uh, but again, we're trying to focus on the napping, the recovery, letting the body fight. There isn't really a lot to be gained from you know maintenance intervals or you know so- squeaking something in.
0: That's what I was actually going to say. It's it's not so much that you're missing. Tra- the feeling is always, oh, I'm missing training, and I'm going to be behind. But the thing is, if you just take the couple days off, it's probably going to save you a week or two off in the long run, which is
1: hard, right? Because we don't know it's it's you could win. You've probably won that battle. You've probably done the secret intervals and then you were okay a day or two later. Uh, But then you've you or, or a friend or someone, you've probably seen it where it's they had the sniffles. They kept training. They did the big long ride in the rain. And then all of a sudden now they have bronchitis, you know, it's deep, deep down in, the, in those lungs. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Or at last, we just, we just don't know is the problem, right? We don't know how long it's going to last. And the thing is the training probably isn't going to be great anyhow that you're doing. So I, I think you're better to play it safe. Uh, and again, I think the endurance, we always try and remind, you know, that 80% that matters is that endurance training. So we go and we do that if we can. We take the days off when we need to. And then as we ease back, I think the, the big mistakes, and that's sort of the heart of this question, is I'm, I'm good to go. I'm feeling better. I, I always say you, you want to have a day or two just light as you're coming back. And there's you'll see sometimes rules like a day for every day you were sick, just light before you really get back into it. And, and I don't know if you have to be that, you know, if that rule makes sense or not. But I think the, the main thing is you don't go and test yourself the first day and then be really mad that you lost fitness or you know your forms off or whatever. I think give yourself a few days to ease back into it. Most sicknesses it really, you know, a week isn't a big deal. You just ease back into it. So you, you know maybe a, an hour just light or 30 minutes light. Okay, I feel good. There was no symptoms sort of after you know the next day, I feel good, slept fine. Then maybe we do like an endurance ride whatever a more normal endurance ride is maybe some you know spin-ups or pickups or whatever you call them and then maybe on that third day back you get back into the program
0: right and i think this all goes to the the starting to prepare for your goal long before the goal because i think the mm-hmm. the main reason people want to train through illness or or any of these things is, is the urgency is the cramming for training because the event is coming up and mm maybe, you know, you you only took 10 weeks to start getting ready for it instead of starting four or five months out. So I right. always like to give myself, like if I'm really starting to prep for an event, the event prep starts like the day that I've registered, the day I know it's on the calendar. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of looking at the the next year or six months or whatever it is.
1: Right, edging towards it, right? Mm-hmm. And so that you're fit enough that you can do that final build towards the thing, whatever involved, is involved. Because in I would
0: say, what, probably 90%, 95% of your coaching clients would end up having at least a week during their three months block ahead yeah. out of the race where something goes.
1: Yeah. Whether it's a niggle, you know, an injury, uh, you know, something busy at work, you know, the weather, you know, can disrupt it. We've had lots of times we go drive all the way to California only to have it be a week of just, you know, torrential downpours that you can't ride in and mudslides and you know, you do the best you can, but it's definitely not, the, you know, what you were planning for your, you know, big training camp in California. And, and similarly, this happens uh, with illness or family disruption. Like We just know that in the course of a year, most adults are going to have a couple off periods for illness or any of this stuff, like we're saying. So that's what Molly's saying then is, okay, well, time doesn't work in this way where we can just shift the plan. That's one a common question I get with training plans is, hey, hey, so can you shift our, my training plan ahead two weeks? And in some cases, okay, like you can definitely do that, but usually there's things that are part of that plan, whether it's something particular to, you know, a long weekend or something that you had planned or, or races I think are the more to the point, the races don't move. Mm-hmm. So I'm often a stickler clients will know this for, if there's a test on a day, we do, you know, either the best we can on that day, or we just, it gets skipped. I'm not big on moving tests uh, and, and similarly races just don't move. Right? And it's okay to skip them and miss them. Sometimes that has to happen. Sometimes you'd miss it, right? Uh, but it's, it's sort of grooving this like performance on demand. And I think that's important. And so implicit in that is that, you know, the plan can't really just all shift ahead. You're gonna have to make a decision about what you're skipping, which is very painful for a lot of people, me included, is, is not doing something, skipping it versus shifting.
0: Sort of reminds me of whenever I'm editing this podcast, if I have an audio file and I'm trying to move one file down, if it comes up against the other audio file, it just stops moving. Okay. So you can't blend. Yeah. It's, it's like those calendar blocks. Like you can, you can shift them, but now they're all just crammed into here and there's just literally no way. Well, and
1: there's maybe, you know, you do have to get to that race fitness somehow. So there, there, maybe you could blend, maybe the blocks do overlap a little bit, but I do think that that's, that's sort of the idea is that you have to get from where you are to the goal. And so now we have to draw a new line from, a where we are to B where we're going mm-hmm.
0: and it's not as simple as like skipping the rest week and just bumping the other weeks forward mm, right there's yeah. there's yeah. a weird alchemy you have to do with it where you're putting them together and you're making sure that the rest still gets in there but maybe the couple key workouts that are going to get missed because of family vacation actually do get bumped up to stay on the calendar sure,
1: sure. and that's often how it how you know fate leaves it is that you're sick for a week and that's like one of the main build weeks or the work weeks. And then the week you're back is the recovery week. So the question is, you know, do you take the recovery week? I think probably not, but again, we're going to ease into the week and then what I would probably start doing is easing into that next block in that case, right? Where you're just, you're taking those intervals. And I think if, if it say it was a classic, you know, you're three by ten, three by 12, three by 15 or something to that effect, I wouldn't be too stressed, you know, sort of doing, you know, either progressing it faster if you're familiar with those intervals. So rather than doing two of those in a week, you might do three by 10 and then three by 12. Uh, Or, you know, I I don't think the difference is really that much. So I would also be fine erring on the side of just, you know, you do three by 10, three by 12, and then three by 15 just doesn't happen because that's the race week. Right. And that's, you know, I would just bump it down and versus overwhelming your system. Right. I'm going to go right into the most intense intervals from, you know, sort of this weakened state as I come back. I think you'd rather see the success in the interval and assume that it's going to take less stimulus to get a benefit. So why would we, it's sort of the fire hose, you know, the thing, like, why would you just like bash yourself in the face with a, with the fire hose water? I don't remember how that, (laughs) I don't remember how that metaphor works exactly, apparently. Uh, But yeah, that's the idea is I would just sort of ease into it. And I wouldn't feel bad about that at all. Right. I think three by 10 is a great set and then away you go. Right. And it'll look a lot like your race probably if you're doing, you know, if these are mountain bike intervals or these are road intervals or, or whatever, you know, I think that's the key part if the race is approaching is that it's starting to look. Like the event as well
0: Mm-hmm Now, do you have any differences we just talked more illness what about with the the vacation or the maybe heavy work week because i do feel like especially for people with like young kids vacation ends up being about as Mm. like crazed as having a super important presentation at work and not being able to train
1: (laughs) well and there's always this like the travel back is often tough you know if you're driving you're in a car for two days or you know the flight is just long and you know travel can be crazy right now too i mean it's always a little wild uh, and then, yeah, you you've been on family vacation, which could be stressful or not, depending on, you know, what, what stage your family's at, you know, are these young kids running around Disneyland or is it pretty, you know, relaxed at a cottage or something? I don't know. So yeah, when we get back, we just ease back in, in a similar way. Again, don't test your legs. If you haven't been on the bike, you know, on day one or two, just get a couple under your belt again. In, with that, that horrible fire hose analogy, you're going to get benefit from just riding endurance you know, and then maybe endurance with a bit of coordination and then maybe try again an interval set, but not the most hard, you know, difficult interval set of the year, but something you you know you've done in the past and just you do it without judgment, right? I got my three by 10 done. It's in the bank and there's three days in the bank and then you feel better every day and you try and just make those wins. I think as you come back, uh, but yeah, it's, it's hard. I think what you were hinting at, so you had vacation. So let's say it was just an easy one at home and you just had to miss it and it was, you know, relaxing and you're not stressed. You slept well, you ate well and you just miss a day or two.
0: What the heck kind of vacation are you (laughs) I don't know. These
1: theoreticals almost don't matter, right? Uh, But you come back then. I think in that case and you say you miss the Saturday really hard intervals and then Monday you have, you know, is free. You can get those in around work and work isn't going to be crammed in because you've been away for a week or something like there's all these other things that are always under the, you know, that make it that like, no, this would just never happen. But then I think sometimes we would put those intervals on Monday, but then it does start begging the question of, well, what about the Tuesday intervals that you're now, as Molly said, running into? So you do have to be very careful with that shift, even when it's like a day or two of, of you know, peaceful, joyful, restful disruption. Sometimes it's just easier to carry on. Right. So that might be even just that Tuesday intervals you just are really ready for. Uh, Versus trying to make the Saturday intervals happen. Just get ready for Tuesday and make sure that they happen.
0: Or trade out whichever one is the harder one. Do that on
1: Tuesday. Or or that you can do a better job on sure. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that makes sense. Right. Or maybe there's a combo. But a lot of times skipping and just be ready. Right. Because it's one of those. You're not. You know. You can't cram it in and just do a crummy job of everything. You're better to just be ready. Right. So maybe you do an extra spin easy on Monday. Again, this is sort of that same thing of first day back, don't test yourself, just get one in the bank, make sure your bike's working, your legs remember how to pedal, Tuesday be ready, right, and just be ready. And that's, it's a hard thing, but that's, that's the difference between really moderate training and, and missing workouts and missing intervals versus the consistency, I think, is holding it in, doing a good job on the one day, and then holding it in, holding it in, right, and that's a, that's a good rhythm, I think.
0: All of this also depends on the fact that we're we're assuming that you've been consistent with training prior to this illness or injury or vacation. Because I think that's where you have people get into a lot of trouble is when they've already been inconsistent or when this just seems to happen just constantly. And this happens, you know, some people just get everyone has a season of life where it just feels like every other there's no week, winning. Yeah. there's just something that's hitting. And, and, and I hitting do
1: think that that's the, the discipline there is often going back to the easy training and, and not, and it's not the third day. It's, you know, every day is basically just let it be easy, If especially if life's stressful. And that's often where we make the mistake is, you know, we try and insert high intensity intervals or, you know, cram it all in with sweet spot every day or something. Uh, so that's, but yeah, sometimes it's just, you can't win.
0: So if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, my gosh, this has been the last eight weeks of my life has been an illness and then an injury and then a vacation and then Mm -hmm. a big work project and then an illness, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It might be time to just back it off into a maintenance phase for a little while. I wouldn't
1: even I wouldn't even again with that fire hose analogy that we're just going to, you know, (laughs) really go to town on here. I'll have to look that up. Despite
0: not knowing the yeah. analogy. Uh
1: you know, I think sometimes if we go back to those mafetone training, and that's I put that challenge out earlier in the year or, or even last year was just, you know, if, if I think most people, if if we would just train, you know, under seventy five percent or under, you know, zone two, honest zone two, actually measured zone two, uh, you'd see really, really good benefit in a couple months. And I think that's true of a lot of people, and it's because of the stimulus you don't I don't think we need a, a lot right? It won't work forever. But I think if there's the mafetone stuff and all this stuff we've always done around base and zone two now uh, is popular. I think most people would do pretty well, but it takes a lot of discipline.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So that's that. Anything else around injury? Do you think that's different? You've, you've had some knee pain,
0: I think the big thing is patience with it and not jumping right back into it. So exact same exact thing. Cause my, my issue has always been, and I've been lucky when I say knee pain, it's never been knock on wood crippling or where I physically couldn't run. It was so bad. Mm-hmm. Like I've always been able to make it through,
1: which sometimes you wonder if that's almost worse, probably worse, <laughs> right? Cause you can um, still run.
0: But when I have had the issues with it, we, we stop running and, and, it comes back very, very slowly. Like the running comes. The back The running slowly. comes back. Yeah, yeah. I don't go. Okay, I took two days off. I can jump right back into my normal training plan. Like we back it off to instead of eight miles, I'll do four miles that first day, and then five miles, and then and then, sure, you know, gradually. And, and if there's no pain, mm-hmm. you
1: get to progress. What if there's pain?
0: Then we back it off.
1: Right. You sort of take a day.
0: Yeah, I mean, last July I barely ran. Right. I did a little bit more riding, I did some swimming, did a lot of walking, Mm -hmm. but I did not do a lot of running.
1: Yeah, it's almost like how you would start running in some ways. You sort of take a couple days off to let it chill out and then you try and, like you say, do like a 50% load maybe and maybe even a run walk, which again takes a lot of discipline. I was
0: actually going to say run walk and that was what I did the first time my knee was bad. Mm -hmm. It was a couple years ago and I did a lot of run walking then and that really,
1: really helped. And then you could almost step it back. Uh, because with the injury, it's not like the illness that sort of left you, and you're pretty sure the illness like you either have the flu or you don't uh you either have the cold or you don't with the injury you're you're worried about it. it's gonna just hang around or mm-hmm. turn into something else, so yeah, it's almost like this that stepwise return to sport where mm-hmm. you're sort of going uh you know a short run did anything happen in twenty four hours you know was there pain during immediately after twenty four hours and then okay, well, then maybe the next day we can step it up, mm, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Yeah, which is, you know, frustrating, obviously, especially when all systems are go except for that. I actually have a friend right now who has a broken toe, which I think is probably the most frustrating injury on the entire planet.
1: Could be. Just yeah.
0: So minor. Such a small it's thing. Such a small bone. Yeah. But then just takes so
1: long. I guess it would be almost like tooth pain, right? That can just ends everything. You have to zero focus. You <laughs> just lay on the couch, but you're like, this is a tooth.
0: Come on, just take it out.
1: It's funny. Someone was saying, actually, they compared those two in the book I was just reading, too, where they were saying you you interpret different levels. Like the pain could be at the same intensity, but how upset you get about it and how much it derails you can be very different. Mm. And this is different between people, but your foot pain probably isn't as, uh, I don't, not crippling, but isn't as, you know, big a deal to you as like tooth pain. Tooth pain is you have to take care of this and it derails
0: well, because it messes up eating, which is my favorite
1: thing. And talking and it just, it's in your head, I think, yeah, right? So it's literally. funny how different pain, but it could be the same intensity, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. I, like you could have a broken toe <laughs> you're probably not that stressed about it. But, anyhow, I would be pretty Pain, pain can it. be really odd. So the idea here is, again, that we ease back in. We don't rush it because if you rush it, then you end up, it takes months. Yeah. <laughs> it could take months.
0: And again, if you've been consistent, if you have that good base heading into whatever happens, Like you're gonna come back, you're gonna be fine. An Mm -hmm. extra day off never hurt anyone. Like most people, it it helps.
1: Mm -hmm. And this is that squiggly line between point A and point B, right? We we pretend like we're drawing a line between point A and B, but we know there's going to be ups and downs. So Mm -hmm. we do that. But yeah, I think the the takeaway today is probably just you know the first couple days back after any disruption just get a couple days in the bank and and you know put some discipline in don't rush back and usually you can sort of do whatever you want after those first few days Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's getting those first few back uh casually and and uh you know within within yourself right not not trying to just empty all the energy out yeah
0: be smart racing is not something you can cram for (laughs) Etc. Cool. <laughs> you can't cram fitness. Awesome. Well, All good right. question,
1: complicated question, but, uh, th- common question.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Well, for show notes, head over to consummateathlete.com. And again, if you have any questions, hit us up over at consummateathlete or on Instagram at consummateathlete, and you can DM us a text-based or audio question and we will do our best to answer it. All right. Have a great weekend. Thanks so much for tuning into the Consummate Athlete Podcast. If you enjoyed this or any of our past episodes, do us a solid and leave us a rating or review wherever you listen to podcasts. And check out our book, Becoming a Consummate Athlete, over at consummateathlete.com. Questions or comments? Find us over on Instagram, at consummateathlete, and we will see you next week.